When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is the Pewter Post Game Show where we will be discussing the end of the Bucks season. It was a hard fought effort. They went to the very bitter end, but ultimately the Bucks fell to the Detroit Lions in the divisional round of the playoffs by a score of 31 to 23. In a very entertaining game with a lot of big moments, we'll uh, we'll break it all down and look ahead to the future as well for this uh, Buccaneers team. I'm your host Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at PeterReport.com. SR Scott Reynolds and. Scott, uh, some things to like about the Bucks game. Obviously, things to be upset about and, and disappointed, but what a run for this group, for real. Yeah, it, it really was. It was it was a, a season that exceeded expectations, I think, from uh, a lot of people. I think the Peter Report staff was, was pretty much right on. I think if you took all of our preseason predictions, we predicted on average about 9 and 8, right? And that's what this team finished. Yeah. Um, Depending on how other teams in the division did, were the Bucks going to three-peat as NFC South champions? It turns out they did, and they they won a playoff game, right? And that probably has kept Todd Bowles employed as the head coach for one more year. Mm-hmm. Disappointing finish for him and for Baker Mayfield, who um, you know came up with with two interceptions uh, today. Uh, one was very similar to. Uh, the, the first game at back in week six, it was the deflected pass this time, not at the line of scrimmage so much, but, but, uh, I mean, it uh, went off of Mike Evans, went hand, off Mike Evans hands. Yeah. We don't really right. have to sugarcoat it. It wasn't Baker's yeah. fault at all. Yeah. The second one though, that was, I, I yeah. don't know if, listen, I, I, I'm not a big proponent of, of going for two and then uh, trying to, you know, if, cause if you, if you miss it and it's, it's a less than 50% chance, Otherwise, more people would go for it on on two point conversions. Um, th- then you're you're forced to go for it again on another low risk, uh, or I should say, high risk, low reward type play from the one yard line or the two yard line. And uh, you know, in this instance, they would have needed the two point conversion that they didn't get just to tie the game, send it overtime. But I, I you know, when I look at this game and it's totalitarian, uh, you know, sense, Matt, I, I think the Lions were the better team. Yeah, that, I mean that that I agree. That's how I look at it. I had no problem with the two point conversion thing. You see, every team across the league do it, so I, I don't I don't really think that was a big deal whether or not to go for it or not. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, you you can be angry that the Bucks defense allowed 31 points, that uh, they didn't get too much pressure on Jared Goff, they didn't create a turnover for the the second week in a row. They yeah, didn't get the that was huge. Yep. 
but really, I just think it's more of you just got to tip your cap to the Lions for just being an extremely talented team. Like even the run game, with the exception of the Jameer Gibbs touchdown run, I thought the Bucs did a great job at, at stopping the run, which yeah. I think was going to be a big issue in uh, in the game, just given the talent of Montgomery and Gibbs. Um, there were tons and tons of volume passes to guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. And Brown mm-hmm. hurt you with the touchdown, but no one went over 100 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown had eight catches for 77 yards. Laporta, nine for 65. You knew they were going to try to get them the ball and, and have them be as involved as they possibly could. Uh, but I think the Bucks defense came in with the right idea of a game plan of just hey, we're not going to blitz as much. We're going to play coverage, and hopefully our guys get home with four. Ultimately, they had their moments where they could get in the face of uh, Jared Goff. But, yeah, I think I look at this more of just a supremely talented team uh, in the Detroit Lions where, yes, it's it sucks that they lost, but what did we say for the past week? The Bucks are playing with house money. No one expected yeah. them to be here. And they, they fought their ass off, like down to very bitter end like i thought they were done when they were down 14 but not only did they make it close they made an eight point game they got the ball with a chance to tie it up and go into overtime um with that final drive so i agree with you i i I look at the talent of the lions more than like oh well the bucks didn't do this or they didn't do that like yeah they had a tough time covering over the middle so do a lot of teams that play against the lions it's just a really tough group to go against yeah. Uh, nice comment here from Michael, a Lions fan that found PR when they played earlier in the season. Enjoy what you guys are doing. Bucks fans, you guys are an awesome bunch and have a good team. That's awesome. Thank I'm, you. I, I love John Lynch. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Lions <laughs> in the next round, though. I, I just think yeah, they, you know, that, Super Bowl. yeah, I think that would be awesome. I would love to see that, right? Because those are, because you're guaranteed then to get a new Super Bowl champion, both of those franchises deserve a yeah. Super Bowl win at some point in our lifetimes and in that matchup would guarantee one of those teams would would get a Super Bowl championship so that would be exciting to see uh, I think too this is a game where for the Buccaneers and the reason I say the Lions are the better team is Matt if we go back and look at last year right, the Lions finished nine and eight uh, it was a big building block year for them right they laid a lot of bricks they formed a foundation with Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson who turned down coaching opportunities to stay with the Lions this year and kind of finish what he started and that paid off in a 12 and 5 record and it just seemed to me like the Bucks are a year behind the Lions right just in terms of 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 coaching in terms of players and roster development and all those things right like Jared Goff this is what year three in Detroit for him Right, this is year one in Tampa Bay for Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah. Uh, ben Johnson's had a couple of years now to call plays. This is Dave Canales' first year. So if you're looking for what the Bucks could become, what they aspire to become, I think it's the Lions, right? The Lions yeah. didn't make the mistakes today that the Bucks made, right? And we had that that picture up of Jamel Dean. That's a dropped interception in in the the end zone right there. And that that's three points. That cost the Buccaneers three points because the Lions took an early lead there. Who knows what an interception right there does for Jamel Dean's day, for the Bucks defense day, for Jared Goff's day, how it affects things, right? Because now in back-to-back games this year against the Todd Bowles defense, guess what? Jared Goff has thrown two touchdowns and not an interception in either one of those games, and he's averaged about 300-plus yards. So 
Jared Goff is still the puzzle that Todd Bowles just does not know how to figure out. Yeah, um, Jared Goff stopping him is one thing. And then also the Bucks offense, remember, like they didn't score their first touchdown in this game until the waning moments of the right. first half. Um, so up until that point, it had been five, almost six quarters without scoring a touchdown against the, the Lions defense, which, as we talked about, can allow big plays. Can You can get some uh, chunk yardage on them. So I think those are like really the two big things that the Bucs couldn't figure out. So I'm totally with you. They obviously have to re-sign Baker Mayfield. And we'll talk all this week, all offseason about who to re-sign, who to bring back, who may be back. Um, but to potentially see year two with Baker Mayfield and Dave Canales, like what Baker was able to do at the end of the year this season, mm-hmm. most notably the two playoff games, the game against the Packers, I mean, that was tremendous. That was tremendous, tremendous stuff. He had another really good game today. Obviously, the interceptions hurt, especially that second one. But he threw for 349 yards and three touchdowns. Like, Baker was absolutely slinging it. There are still things that, like, make you lose your mind uh, when he's in the pocket. But, yeah, I mean, if the Bucs could go on that same trajectory as as the uh, the Bills playing right now, um, as the the Lions – I mean, there is still so much potential with this team and uh, a, a lot of excitement about this team. There's a lot of key re-signings that they need. But overall, you have to you have to be optimistic about the, the future outlook of the Bucs because the outlook last year at this time versus yeah. how we view the Bucs right now is 10 times better how we felt about the box last year at this time. Yeah, I mean, I wrote about it on in Friday's SR's Fab Five, uh, my Friday column, where the Buccaneers, they at least know a couple of, of questions that have been answered, right? It's like they have their head coach in Todd Bowles. They've yes. got their offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, who I don't think is going anywhere this year. And and then they've got uh, their quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who I think is going to get re-signed. I think Mike Evans comes back. We know Tristan Wirfs is not going anywhere. The same with uh, Anton Winfield Jr. I think Levante David returns. I, I think that a lot of these key pieces, uh, Chase McLaughlin did not pick the best time to have wow. a field goal hit off the upright. That was a costly miss, right? And these are the little things, those early drops by Mike yeah. Evans, right? That that tip where it was intercepted uh, by, of all people, C.J. <laughs> Gardner-Johnson, right? Um, yeah. Jamel Dean drop. Uh, it's those little things the Buccaneers did to shoot themselves in the foot that they the did. Lions really didn't do, Matt. You could absolutely make the case that the Bucs, to a degree, beat themselves today, yeah. whether it was the missed kick. And, I mean, if you look at the last playoff games going on right now, but if you look at – the, the Texans-Ravens game from yesterday, and, and of yeah. course, the, the Packers-49ers game. There were two missed field goals by the Texans that would have put them up 13-10 to 10 against the yeah. Ravens, and by uh, the Packers that um, was big in the game as well, where that hurt those teams, and, and that's why they lost. For the Bucks that would have been a big-time field goal for Chase McLaughlin at the moment. So you had that. You had the interception in the beginning. Obviously, the last one finished your season. Um Certainly a, a, a fair amount of mistakes by the Bucs. I mean, the Carlton Davis penalty at the end, right? Yeah. I, I know they ended up getting the ball back, but they could have got the ball back with a little bit more time um, after yeah. the, the sack Barrett sack. The Shaq Barrett sack. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a, a couple of self-inflicted wounds that, that hurt the Bucs. 
today. Uh, let's get to the super chats as they are rolling yep. in. Appreciate all you pewter people. Uh, starting with Michael De Rosario. Thanks for the four ninety nine super chat. Who says proud of the Bucks and Todd Bowles finding us a great offensive coordinator. Thank you, Pewter Report, for the great coverage. Yeah, thanks for the kind words. Appreciate Michael. it, Michael. Thank you. I love some of the offense that we saw from the Bucks today. They ran the ball efficiently, but they uh, yeah. maybe not too efficient. But they they threw first and then started running the drive when they tied it up seventeen seventeen. Yeah, uh, that pretty amazing. was just a, yeah, that was just a beautiful drive. The the hitting Kate Otten wide open, which is nice because Kate Otten cannot catch the ball in traffic. If there's a defender yeah. even remotely <laughs> around him, he cannot catch the ball. But yeah. they schemed him to get wide open. And then, yes, the screen pass to Rashad White with the blitz coming. It was just a beautiful, brilliant play call. And timing is everything, of course. And that was the perfect play to call in that moment. You know, Matt, it just kind of like how we, we looked at last week's game as – as huge improvement from week three, right, by the Buccaneers. And it led to a 32-9 to win over the Eagles. Huge improvement here from the Buccaneers, especially offensively, than what we saw in week six. Not so much on the defensive side, and we'll get to that in a minute, but the Buccaneers actually outgained the Lions 408-391. to Baker Mayfield yeah. didn't throw a touchdown the last time. He had uh, three touchdowns today, of course, two interceptions. But he passed for 349 yards. The Buccaneers were able to do better running the ball this time. They 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 ran the ball for 46 yards in the last meeting, 89 yards today, 55 yards on the ground for Brashad White. Uh, Mike Evans went off today, eight catches, 147 yeah. yards, and a touchdown. Overcame some early drops, and then you said Kate Nod, Kate Otten, and uh, five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. You know he's he's gotten better. He's still. Drops too many passes, as you said, Matt, and accurately so. You you would like to to see either Cade really take a huge step forward next year, or just have him in that like tight end two role. But um, defensively, I think is where the team took a step back today. They played pretty well through three quarters, and then the wheels just kind of fell off the wagon. Uh, Jared Goff was just hitting this this defense, uh, whether it was zone coverage, man coverage. The the middle was very susceptible. Um, you know, Todd Bowles talked about maybe they should have played Devin White a little bit more. Devin White, when he was out there, didn't do a damn thing. No, <laughs> he had one and tackle he today. Like I don't know if KJ Britt got hurt at the end, but yeah, like in the crucial moments where you needed a stop to get the ball back and, and try to tie it up. Yeah, Devin White was in the game, and it's like, well, you kind of know the Lions. The Lions still did throw it a lot, but yeah. in those situations, you kind of figure the offense is going to run it right. uh, to force you to, to call the timeouts. Yeah. 13 um, tackles for Levante David in a sack. 12 tackles for Britt, who had nine tackles in the first yeah. quarter alone. Britt was, yeah, yeah, unreal, especially in that first half. Uh, thank you to Brandon Mackey for the $10 Super Chat. Says, great season. Baker is the guy. Resign the key players. Address the interior offensive line, edge, and cornerback in depth. I work in the CFL. Oh, very cool. So I know this world is crazy. I appreciate y'all at Pewter Report so much. Amazing work. Appreciate Thank you very it. Thank much, you, Brandon, uh, for the kind words. Yeah, the interior offensive line, Robert Painsy got whooped a couple of times for sure uh, yeah. just after the initial watch. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest upgrades this team can make yeah. this offseason is either moving Coding Mouth to center and, and finding a new guard or keeping Mouth at guard and upgrading the center position, but th that would be one of the first things I look at. 
Edge would be very interesting. You know, Shaq had a sack in the game, but obviously costing the Bucks a, a pretty penny and not exactly the production you wanted out of Shaq this season. Yeah. Um, quarterback depth as well. You got Zion in there, but will Carlton Davis be on this team? I'll tell you um, what, Matt. If his last you moment know, is that penalty. Yeah, you know what? This team has got to find some defensive backs that, that can catch the ball, right? I mean, they had 13 I, I interceptions this year, only nine from the secondary three of which came from Antoine Winfield Jr., two of which came from uh, Christian Izian in the first two games of the season, right? So Izian did not have an interception since the Bears game in week two. Uh, Jamel Dean um, and Carlton Davis, they just struggle to catch the ball, right? And yeah. I think the, the lack of, of turnovers, uh, Ryan Neal didn't have, you know, and he played a lot more today than I thought we were, were going to see from him. Yeah, that was surprising, was, especially because of the factor the first game. Yeah, he was a non-factor. And, you know, he needs to go. Devin White needs to go. They, they, they have to find some players that can then come away with some interceptions because it's really hurting them. And in, in you see uh, in yeah. these two games against the Lions, um, the, the Lions won both of them. And they had three takeaways on defense. The Buccaneers had none, right? And it's like you got to be able to take the ball away in the postseason if you have a chance to win. They got they got away with that last week yeah. because they had an onslaught of offensive points and were able to do enough. They did have the safety on defense, but you got to be able to uh, you know to to get some takeaways and, and have some guys do it. And really, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr. has been, you know, Captain America, Superman, whatever you want to call him all year. Yeah. He was just about invisible today. Only two tackles, no splash plays from him. They blitzed him a couple times. The Lions were ready. Unlike the Buccaneers, boy, Baker Mayfield, he got sacked several times. It was not really the offensive line's fault. It was mostly the back's yeah. fault, uh, the tight end's fault, or Baker for sliding protection the wrong way. But, you know, he... Brian Branch, who did not play in week six, the uh, stud out of Alabama, the first round pick, or I should say second round pick by the Lions, nine tackles today, one sack. Uh, he was phenomenal. Um, Melifon with the other safety, nine tackles, one and a half sacks, just coming off the edge on blitzes. So you didn't have Branch playing in that, that previous game. Also, no Jameer Gibbs in that first game either. Yeah. He made his presence felt. 74 yards on nine carries and 8.2 yard average, including 31 yard touchdown. Then you also had him in the receiving game, four catches, 40 yards. So over a hundred yards and a touchdown for Gibbs today, who, who really kind of outshines Rashad white on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk about that in, in just a moment. I want to make one last point about the, uh, the secondary and the safeties and the cornerbacks. I know everyone always talks about like, Oh, Jordan Whitehead, they're missing him. And that's true. But I think a, like another guy that the Bucks really miss is Mike Edwards, a guy that just took the ball away all of the time. And um, at cornerback, Mike's a safety, obviously, but at yeah. cornerback, at times, the risk of having the guy that's like an ultimate ball hawk and looking to take the ball away is that sometimes you'll get burned on, on big yeah. plays because you're a little bit too focused on just taking the ball away versus your coverage. But I don't think that would be an issue – for this defense, because Todd Bowles like instills in everybody, do not allow the big play, do not allow the big play. Yeah. So if you could find that ball hawking cornerback, I would love Jamel Dean or Carlton Davis as a uh, as a cornerback too on this team. And you have that yeah. guy to take the ball away. But uh, to your point about um, the offensive line and the run game and and the blocking, yes, a lot of the the blitz 
the Bucks could not handle the Lions blitz, especially in the first half. And yep. all the games we watched this year, I have never seen so many like free runners at the quarterback. Yeah. And not just free runners, yeah. but Baker not even remotely realizing oh, that yeah. there was a defender in his field. Yeah. They're lucky that Baker held onto the ball sometimes when he got sacked because he'd be yeah. looking this way and the defender's coming this way. And yeah. uh, a lot of those times when you get sacked on a full-on blitz and when you don't see it coming, the ball comes loose because yeah. you're not prepared for it. Um, and the Lions did a good job, credit to them. Josh Capa pointed this out as well, that they wouldn't even like disguise the blitz. They would just do it last second and then start yeah. to make those, those delayed blitzes, yeah. Um, in there, but Baker tries to play hero ball sometimes too much, and a couple of those like double hitches and stuff mm-hmm. like that, pump faking, um, did not help the Bucks. Thanks to Paul, aka Florida Dreamhouse, for this five dollar super chat, who says tough decisions and signings in the weeks ahead for the Bucks. But for today, I say thank you for a fun season, both to the team and Peter Report. You are first class. Appreciate it. Thanks so Paul, much, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate all your uh, all your contributions this season. By the way, the Bucks season is done, but nothing stops with PeterReport.com. That's right. We just changed the conversation a little bit to a little bit different coverage with your Buccaneers. So we'll still have all the podcasts each week, um, live events, and, and all that good stuff. So don't you yeah. worry. Uh, Peter well, Report still have our show. Yeah, I was going to say, as a matter of fact, uh, we've got uh, tomorrow's show, uh, which is the Bucks twenty. 20- 23 season wraps up. We're going to be uh, at one Buccaneer place, the team facility tomorrow for Todd Bowles' season ending press conference, as well as uh, getting reaction from the Bucks players. We'll be talking to some Buccaneer players for the last time as they'll move on in free agency. And hopefully guys like Mike Evans and uh, Baker Mayfield are re-signed and we'll uh, have complete coverage uh, from what goes down at, at team headquarters on tomorrow's show at four o'clock. We will also be doing like we do every Monday at 4 o'clock, win or lose, off-season or, or during the on-season, roll call at 4.20 tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned to Peter Report TV, our YouTube channel, 4 o'clock live tomorrow for the newest Peter Report podcast. Absolutely. Let's keep these Super Chats rolling. Thanks to Kathy Gillespie for the 4.99 Super Chat who says, Wow, what a game and what a season. Not hanging my head. You guys know I love Bake. He's gutted if you listen to his press. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was very, very upset. He said that the uh, the interception that he threw at the end of the game, um, that's going to weigh on him for yeah. a while. He also talked as well. He was like, man, I would love to be back. He said, like, I really only want to be back if Mike Evans is back as well. <laughs> right. I don't know if Jason Light loves hearing that. Um, yeah. But – yeah, I mean, he talked a lot about how he learned about himself or what he learned about himself and how he leaned on a lot of people in the organization. So uh, I'm not saying it's a 100% lock that, that Baker's back, but I think both sides want it. So let's check yeah. this out. Uh, thanks I to agree. Robbie Gordon for this $5 super chat who says, defense let us down, bad game plan. Being a defensive head coach, Bowles had uh, too much trust on the defense today. Fourth and one, fourth and four punt on the road. I do agree. The last one when it was fourth and four after yeah. the Lions just went down the field all over the box. Yeah. Then the Bucks had the three and out with the incompletions, but they were close on fourth and four. Um, I would have went for it there. I was saying, go for it. Yeah. Like I get it. You want to trust your defense. Your defense just allowed an 80 yard drive. Yeah. I would say, I agree that one more so than anything, because at that point in time, the Bucks had already scored a touchdown, right? You, you already had 
your offense had already come to life and shown what it could do. Uh, yeah. I disagree vehemently, and I know that the analytics people and the stat people, they're like, you know, you go for it on fourth and one, not at your own 34, not when if you don't get that. And all it takes is getting stuffed at the line, a drop, an incompletion, you know, yeah. whatever. And the Lions have the ball in your 34, and at a fever pitch, right, it's an unforced error by by your your team, and they're already in field goal range. So then you're looking at, at probably 13-3 right there and then. Yeah. Um, if not a touchdown in, a, in an early touchdown like that revs them up and deflates you. And I, I just don't think it's worth the risk there at all. So, I mean, I, I, I get the analytics and stuff. Sometimes you got to read the room a little bit mm-hmm. and understand that at your own 34, probably not the time to, to roll the dice there. I have no problem punting the ball. Uh, it didn't hurt the Buccaneers. The Lions didn't score. Yep. They ended up getting the ball back. So it was all for not anyways, but but uh, that, to me, that, that did not seem like a risk worth taking. And I had no problem with Todd Bowles punting the ball early in the game to avoid going down 13-3 to or 20-3 to if they would have scored a touchdown. Thanks to Tusk3 for the 999 Super Chat, who says, I'm okay with the season. Resign the talent and dominate the NFC South for real. 2024 will be huge. Hope the Lions smash the 49ers. Um, yeah, I mean... The NFC South will be quite interesting. I mean, Bill Belichick has interviewed twice with the Falcons, or the Falcons yeah. are getting interviewed by Bill Belichick. Right. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the coaches there. Like, obviously, yeah. Harbaugh is, is still out there. Um, I'm very curious to see how Atlanta looks. New Orleans has a new offensive coordinator coming in mm-hmm. this year. Carolina, I, I I don't really care who's going to be their head coach unless it's yeah. Belichick because <laughs> – uh, He's not taking still, that job. Yeah. But I, I think there is still a lot of room for growth uh, for this yeah. Bucs team, especially, I mean, on both sides of the ball for sure. But, like, offensively, again, Canales year two and yeah. hopefully Baker in year two. Yeah. Um, I just think a year of growth can do so much for this offense um, in a positive way, improving the offensive line just mm-hmm. a little bit, finding a true blue wide receiver three, or if you get that improvement from Trey Palmer, who, again, Shows flashes at time of, of yeah. being that guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, uh, M. McKinnon, 88, 499 Super Chat. Thanks so much. Need pass rush help. Love Shaq, but no pressure. Feels like he hasn't snipped the sack this year. Also, please help block Hutch sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, Hutchinson had a sack today. Did a better job on Luke Edeke than he did in the previous matchup. Um, I, I, I think Luke did a pretty good job on Hutchinson for most of the day. It wasn't like Hutchinson wrecked the game by any means. He made his plays, but he's going to. He's a Pro Bowl player. Uh, as for Shaq Barrett, I, I think he's gone. I don't see how this team can keep him. The the cash outlay that the Lasers have to, to do in terms of paying him is not even about the cap because they're going to take a cap hit. But it's you need the roster spot for a younger, better a uh, player that that you know can help your pass rush. I, I don't know that Shaq has it anymore, and you know th- this is an opportunity where the Blazers can save a bunch of cash by not paying him that base salary. So I think Shaq Barrett is probably going to be one of those guys that's let go this off season. Yeah, I mean it, that would be unfortunate, especially every, with everything that went on for Shaq. Um, if you're looking at on the field stuff, though. It, 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 it does make sense. I mean, the production just wasn't there yeah. um, this season. And, 
as Lucas says, thank you for the dollar ninety nine super yeah. chat to Lucas Patisse, uh says we need an elite pass rusher so bad and safety. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you really saw that today. Um because I don't think the game plan by the Bucks defense was wrong. Um, I thought it was actually probably wise to not blitz as much against uh, Jared Goff, who, who's really good uh, against the blitz. But they just didn't get home with four. Yep. So you're kind of forced to blitz at that time. That's kind of been a story for the last That's right. two seasons in particular. And now you got it with Yaya Diaby. I think Yaya, that shoulder injury, was was really yeah, it was bothering him because he got yeah. hurt again today. Yeah, um, but still, Matt, I don't, I don't know that 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 Yaya Diaby is a guy that's going to threaten the pass, the the passer every down, right? He's he's not anywhere close to like a Simeon Rice was, right? And his yeah, his sure. prime or anything like that. And I think that's where you know maybe he gets there in time, but but right now he's a sporadic pass rusher, and I think they need a guy that's going to be a consistent thorn in the side. Uh, you know, looking at, at a team you follow closely, Bryce Huff with the Jets, yeah. right? Just keeps coming yeah. every down, and and uh, and you really have to account for him, right? And 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 a team like the Jets with Jermaine Johnson on one side, Bryce Huff on the other. Um, that's what the Buccaneers have had success with that one-two punch with Shaq Barrett in his prime, Jason Pierre-Paul in yeah. his prime during that Super Bowl run in the next year. And and I think that that's that's what they have to try to find, whether it's with another first round pick in the draft uh, as, as an edge rusher to come in and, and be the guy that Joe Tryon Schwenka just frankly is not, uh, or finding uh, a value signing in free agency. I don't think you're going to see Jason light go out and headhunt one of these top pass rushers, like a, like even like a Huff who's going to get a lot of money or Brian Burns, just because, the Buccaneers' money this year is going to be spent in Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, yeah, Tristan Wirfs' new yeah. contract, Antoine Winfield Jr., Chase McLaughlin, re-signing the guys that have already proven themselves in Tampa. That's going to take up most of the team's cap room this year. Hopefully they can find a pass rusher that um, you know really can pin his ears back and, and get after the quarterback. And I think one way that's pretty good that should help about – going about it is uh if you have a celsius energy drink before uh, damn right Matt. on uh, on third down and if you're lucky you'll have a celsius essential uh before that third down play the new celsius essentials is the the line brought out by celsius they have 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit and there's no sugar in them either just like all the other celsius energy drinks it's the ultimate drink line by celsius for the fitness enthusiast looking to elevate your performance, there's three essential aminos in this formula for the Celsius Essentials, and it's an unbeatable combination of ingredients to uh, help your physical and cognitive performances. You can get a Celsius Essential at 7-Eleven Nationwide. Uh, you can get the three-flavor variety pack at Walmart. They're rolling out nationwide to select retailers, and Soon, you can pick them up on Amazon. So whether it's a Celsius Essential, whether it's some of the original flavors of Celsius, Cosmic Vibe, Fuji Apple Pear, Orange, Watermelon, Arctic Vibe, um, go to Celsius Store Locator if you need to know where to find one to pick one up. Um, Punch in your address on their website, and I'll tell you the closest location where you could pick one up. Could be a Walmart, Target, Health and Fitness Store, 7-Eleven, or could be a Bodega. You're muted. Bodega. There we go. 
and wants to keep going to your bodega and uh, you know you want more, you can get them in bulk. Head on over to Amazon. Get the variety pack. It's variety spice of life. And you have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com. Let's keep these super chats rolling in. Thanks to Trustin Vorbeck for the $9.99 super chat, who says, middle of the field, had no answers. What was your thoughts on going for two there? At least my parlay hit $1,350. Congrats, Trustin. Yeah, you were talking about this during the the game day stream. Here's my donation. Thank you for the coverage this season and upcoming offseason. Trustin, thank you so, so much for the $9.99 Super Chat and for the kind words. I personally didn't have an issue with it. You see all the teams go for it, go for two in that situation, um, down 14. I really don't think it was a big deal. You had to score twice anyway. Uh, probably should have been a flag thrown uh, on the Mike Evans play. There, people would have got on their case if they didn't go for it. People got on their case for going for it. it yeah. was, I don't know, I, I'm more of, of the thought of I'm okay going for it, but go for it the next time around. Because yeah, I do, I cool do think that. there is there's a little bit of momentum switch here, right? Because it's it's a little deflating when you don't get it. And now you need eight points. Now you got to score again and you got to get the yeah. two point conversion just to tie. Otherwise, you lose, right? So I would much rather kick the extra point, which is 100% success rate, right? Get it to a seven point game, um, it, you know, it, or it, where at least you have a chance to, yeah. to consider going for the tie and going to overtime. But fine, you're a road underdog, win it at the end. Because to me, there, there's momentum is real that's something that analytics just can't really put a grasp on so to me i think you you go for the extra point first and then after you score that that game tying touchdown you have a chance to with momentum because you just scored you have it the lions fans are quieted there's a hush crowd and and then you have a chance of winning the game with a two-point conversion if you want to do that or you can go into overtime and, and take your chances so that's just my two cents worth. A big thank you to thank Dominic you. Tarantino for this $20 super chat who says, just want to say thank you, Peter Report, for your excellent coverage all season long. You guys are my go-to with anything Bucks. Can't wait to see what this team can do next year. Go Bucks. Thank you very much, Dominic. And make sure you stay tuned for yeah. the whole offseason because we'll have draft coverage. We got the combine coming up. Even Matt, sooner than that is we're going to be in Mobile, Alabama next week, just about. So uh, a yeah, week from tomorrow, yeah, so to, we'll, we'll be in yeah. Senior Bowl. Going to the Senior Bowl, going to the Combine, then before you know it, free agency is here, and then it's yeah. the draft. So uh, the coverage is not slowing down at all. It's just a little bit different because we're not talking about the next game for the Buccaneers. We're talking about the next uh, player building opportunity for Tampa Bay. Yep. That's how I'll look at it. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for the kind words, Tom. I appreciate you. Whit Waiter says, uh, thanks for the 499 super chat says, I think we have a bright future. How far do you think our cap space will take us in the off season? No matter what glad where we ended. I think that from what I have gleaned, um, I'll let you um, read between the lines there. The Buccaneers are going to use a lot of their cap money on re-signing their own star players, right? And that makes the most sense. I still think the, the the Buccaneers are going to try to find some of those value signings. Think, 
the $4 million quarterback in Baker Mayfield, the $4 million pass rusher in Shaq Barrett back in 2019. Those value signings, I think, uh, are, are what Jason Light and the front office are, are going to look for. Uh, sometimes you spend a bunch of money like they did with Ryan Jensen, and it works out. Sometimes you spend a bunch of money like you did on Russell Gage, and it doesn't. But if you swing and miss like you did with Ryan Neal, it's a lot cheaper than it is with a, a guy like like Russell Gage who hasn't played and yeah. you know uh, and when he does play he's hurt so uh, I I think that that um, free agency is is going to be trying to find some value guys maybe not being uh, out outside of re-signing their own players and again that that's not as sexy sometimes as bringing in new guys right because new is fun but but I think a lot of Buccaneer fans will be very happy Matt if Baker Mayfield resigns. If, if Mike Evans resigns and of course Winfield, whether it's the franchise tag or a contract extension is not going anywhere either. Yeah. It has a little bit of that feel of the 2020 <clears throat> team after the season was done. It was like, all right, how are we going to resign and Dom can sue and Levante David and all those guys. Yeah. And funny enough, we're talking about Levante David once again. Um, yeah. So I think we're at least one more off season away from like, Oh, how about this other free agent that, hasn't played for the Bucs before and, and what they can do like with yeah. the, with a big time signing. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's okay as well. Cause it just shows like how good the Bucs have been of yeah. developing their own and, uh, right. and getting and people that way. I think that, that the, the first wave, the initial wave of free agency, those are, those are going to be the, the re-signing guys, right? Yes. Mike Evans coming back and all of that. Um, just like it was with Jamel Dean and Levante David, right? Last year, just like it was with Carlton Davis the year before. Um, after that, I think the Buccaneers will be more apt to attack the second wave of free agency. Yeah, when those dollar values come down, they start to get some more value guys. Think, think guys like Chase Edmonds, for example, who yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing back in Tampa on another one-year deal. Um, I, I thought he was an okay backup, and ideally maybe he's like your number three. But you draft a running back and throw him into the mix with Rashad White because I think if they lose Rashad White, and he did get banged up at the end of the year, Matt. Yeah. Then yeah. they have no running game and no running back because I don't think Chase Edmonds can carry the load. So they need another running back now that they've, you know, got rid of Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, and maybe that guy's Sean Tucker. But yeah, I was thinking about that when Rashad was on the ground for a little bit, uh, yeah. injured, and I was like, oh man, like, yeah. It's, uh, and Chase Edmonds has been injured like throughout his career. He usually misses yeah. some time each season. I'm like, are they going to be down to just Sean Tucker? So maybe Sean Tucker improves, but. Yeah, uh, running back is not off the board this year, which is, I agree. Which is fun. It's an exciting position. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Sloth Mike for the $5 Super Chat. Can 27, talking about Zion McCollum, be better at safety than cornerback? Um, well, Todd Bowles yeah. said, I love Zion at cornerback. Mm -hmm. I like him at safety. Uh, Zion's kind of alluded to he does love playing cornerback, but he's a team guy and willing to help out the team in, in any yeah. way. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see it a little bit more before I, I, I totally sign up for it. But I like Zion as a corner. I think he does pretty good there. I do too. I think he ends up being a starter next year. And I, I think contractually, I think they have to kind of keep Jamel Dean for one more year just because he re-signed. Yeah. You know, the, the problem with Dean though is this, man, he's he's a guy that almost is like Carlton Davis where he's just getting hurt an awful lot. And, yeah, you know, and then just kind of like Carlton Davis too, doesn't get many interceptions. So, I just wonder if um, if there's a little bit of buyer's remorse with Jamel Dean. I mean, you know, it's hard to say because he, he had a really good year 
last year and deserved to be re-signed. I'm not saying that, but but now that you're you're into that that second contract with him, just like with Carlton Davis, these guys have a hard time staying on the field. And when they're on the yeah. field, they're they're good, but they don't make those splash plays that you would hope a thirteen, you know, twelve million dollar cornerback would make. Yeah, they're like again. Uh, I kind of already said it, but on other teams where you have that legit lockdown shutdown corner, yeah, I I think. Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis make like premier top cornerback two uh, rankings. But right. in this situation, when you don't have that guy that takes the ball away, um, it can get very frustrating. Yep. It's not frustrating Whoa. seeing the super chat from Dante Mason. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Dante. Thank you. This 49.99 super chat who says, wasn't a bad season. They counted us out from day one. Did Devin White even play? Didn't see much of him. KJ Britt will have a big season next year. Yeah, I think, again, that's one of the big takeaways you got to have is this team exceeded all expectations from yeah. pretty much anyone that gave a thought about the Bucs this year um, and, and came really close in this divisional game as well. Devin White's gone, didn't do anything today, yeah. going to be a free agent. Some team is going to overpay for him and – Hats off to them, and yeah. hats off to Devin for getting that money because right. I know Bucks fans aren't in love with Devin White anymore, and and that ship has sailed. But team captain and a starting inside line linebacker for a, a Super Bowl winning team. So, yep. uh, but KJ Britt, there's a lot of him for next year uh, at starting yeah. linebacker. Yeah, my my concern with KJ Britt is just in coverage, right? He's just not that great in coverage. He's that downhill thumper in the run game. That's how he's used. But Todd Bowles also likes to drop seven and rush four sometimes. So what happens, Matt? If he is the starting linebacker, he's gonna have to drop with Levante David. I think he is one of those guys that teams like Detroit they're going to attack with either the tight end or the back out of the backfield. And we saw. KJ struggle in some space today, yeah. especially when his feet get stopped. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it, it's, I, I like him better than Devin Wake because he's more consistent, but he does have some flaws in his game and coverage that still concern me. Uh, thanks to Amazement717 for this 499 Super Chat who says, Was it me or was this game eerily similar to the Packers Niners game? Um, even ended in an interception too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little, somewhat, somewhat yeah. for sure. Uh, thanks to Bucks Basement for this nine ninety nine super chat. Who says, "Damn, good season. We need to make sure Evans is back. Baker, Winfield, and Levante as well. Get rid of White, Neal, and Barrett. Uh, Bucks need to get a pass rush running back to help White and a tight end." Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's know, a fair assessment across the board. Yeah, uh, and it's something we've kind of been talking about, Matt. You and I all season long. So hats off to Bucks Basement there for paying attention and and understanding exactly what we need because that's Peter Report's been on top of it in terms of of where some of these flaws are in this team, these the holes in this roster that yeah. made it a nine win team rather than an eleven or twelve win team, and made it you know um, you know a, a team that went one and one in the postseason, not two and zero. Oh. Because remember, this if this game was at home at Raymond James Stadium, we could be talking about a different game. So yeah. going on the road, I think, yeah. played a factor a little bit. I agree. To uh, the crazy Shank with the four ninety nine super chat who says, <laughs> players and coaches seemed ill prepared. Lots of drops and blown coverages. Sad that this is how they go out. 
embarrassing display all around. I don't know. Appreciate your super yeah. chat, but I I disagree. I mean, they were in it until the end. Yeah. To call it embarrassing, I, I think, is, is it was uh, way it, off course. It was tied at halftime, right? It was 17-17 yeah. at the end of third, uh, the third quarter. Wasn't a perfect game, but, I mean, you have to give the Lions credit, man. They're yeah. they're 12-win team, 13 when you're including the, the playoff win last week. Uh, and and then fourteen wins now, including today's win. So this is a fourteen win team. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, they're they're a good yeah. team that deserves to be in the NFC Championship game. I think they're going to give the 49ers a run for their money. <laughs> and and you know, it's uh, a lot of the Bucks' problems were self inflicted, but some of those problems were Lions inflicted too. I mean, you have to yeah. give the Lions credit for for playing good. And you can't win every single down. You can't win every single series. You can't win every single quarter. And for three quarters, the Bucks were right in it, and they just did not have enough left in the tank. I don't think Todd Bowles did a very good job of switching things up and and uh, and going to Plan B and Plan C against Jared Goff today. I think Jared Goff remains the puzzle that he just simply hasn't solved. Yeah, oh, that's fair, uh, completely. And you could also say, well, the early turnover gave the Lions solid field position. Not like mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like they were at the goal line, but. Right. You know, that's three points that is kind of unfair to put on the defense. And um, the Bucks had the ball with two minutes, a, a minute 59, but two minutes left in the game with yeah. a chance to tie the game. Yep. To say that they got embarrassed is, uh, is a yeah. little bit off. Thanks for these uh, 499 Super Chats from Ehi Note, uh, who says, what do you guys think about uh, no and two, three straight drives in the second half? Uh, that shreds us. No answers <clears throat> at halftime. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, they have another one as well. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Try this again. Three straight drives that shredded us in the second half killed us. Uh, we had no answer on defense after halftime. Yeah, that kind of goes into yeah. what we were talking about before with not going for it when the offense had the ball, the box offense I'm talking about. Um, when Todd Bowles elected to punt it and then they went down two scores instead of trying to go for it and, and tie the game up at that point. Yeah. The, the lions had figured out the, the bucks and I don't know football gets into these weird things at times where like you could be flowing as an offense, but then it says, Oh, well, you know, there's four minutes left. There's, there's like three minutes left in the game. So now we have to ha- run this like weird conservative offense just to force teams to run their timeouts. And like, it kind of just slowed the rhythm and the momentum of the lions and actually helped the yeah. bucks. In the I agree. Uh, so, yeah, not going for it on fourth down, I, I think, was really the big moment of the game. Yeah, and, and also, too, I agree. I just don't think Todd Bowles adjusted well to what the Lions are doing. They just kept hammering the middle of the field uh, with backs, tight ends, receivers, and just kind of soft zone coverage in the middle. Just, you know, um, just really kind of uh, took it to Bowles' team. And, and I think they, they wore down a little bit in the run game in the fourth quarter as well. Credit the Lions for continuing to stick with the run. And that was that was all she wrote for Tampa Bay's defense. Thanks to Tom Bucks fan for this five dollar super chat who says on that touchdown pass to Reynolds was White supposed to be at the beginning of the goal line, leaving all ten yards behind him wide open. I would need to see a replay. I know everyone immediately jumped to blaming Devin White um, on the touchdown. I'm yeah. not sure. I'd have to get another look at the yeah. replay. We don't know what the play call was. We don't know what the play call is. It is either Christian Izian bailed on his guy and thought there was going to be a switch 
or he did the right thing and Devin was supposed to drop back and and uh, and protect the middle of the the deeper middle of the field in the end zone. It's one or the other. It's either Izian's guy or it was um or Devin White is what it looked like to me. Uh, thanks again to Trustin Vorbeck for this 99.99 Super Chat who says, middle of the field, had no answers. What was your thoughts? I thought we already answered this. Uh, going for two. Um, I think and it yeah, goes through the parlay. Yeah, th- thanks yeah. again for the Super Chat and the 9.99 Super Chat. Because Trustin had another one of 49.99. Thank you to Trustin again. He says, well, you know you. what? I'm feeling nice because my Bills Chiefs parlay is looking nice as well. Congrats, well, happy you're winning money. Congrats yep. to you and appreciate you. Uh, for the super chat, let me know what the uh, what the parlay is. Uh, interested in yeah. that? I uh, won seventy bucks on the Bucks beating the Eagles last week as underdogs. Nice. Um, I I picked the Bucks again this week because I got to put my money where my mouth is, and I lost. But it would have been a nice payout as well because I'd have been at plus six and a half. So um, unfortunately, yeah, two point conversion. You <laughs> yeah, you uh, would have hit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they covered that. Um, Olvasak, thanks for the $5 Super Chat, says, thanks so much, Pewter Report, for the coverage this year. My wishes for the coming years, interior offensive line help and a defense like our first Super Bowl. Good wishes to have, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, getting that extra pass rusher and then Mm -hmm. a playmaker in the secondary that can take the ball away, I think, uh, should be high up on the list. For I agree. It's important to note, and I want to say – I want to say that 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 last year, for example, because I, I think Marpet's contract would have been up, but last year, uh, and certainly in 2021, right when Ali Marpet retired, um, after the 21 season, Ryan Jensen and Ali Marpet were supposed to be the starting guard and center on that team last year in Tampa, right? Marpet retired unexpectedly. Yeah. Jensen gets hurt. And I, I want to. I know Jensen was still under contract this year. Obviously, I want to say Marpet might have been under contract this year as well, right? So just just kind of imagine, pretend, yeah, <laughs> what that would have looked like, right? To have Helly Marpet rather than than Stinney at at guard uh, or Filer, and having Ryan Jensen at center rather than Robert Hainsey, right? I mean, we're playing woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Yeah. The reality is those guys are are gone and long gone, but. That's what was supposed to be there. And now the Buccaneers over this past year and also this year will have to put resources into those positions that Jason Light in the front office thought were already fortified, right? Back a couple of years ago when those, you know, when you're, you're planning and strategizing what your depth chart's going to look like back in 2021 slash 2022 before Marpet retired, those guys are on the board. Atop the depth chart, right there, and yeah. and you you think we're good there, and all of a sudden poof, you're not. Now you have to put in resources with draft picks, etc., and not just resources, Matt, but time. Yeah. Right, Cody Malk might be really good in time. He might be the next Marpet, but he's not now as a rookie, right? And and so same thing with like Alex Kappa it took him four years to really become Alex Kappa, and and so you had some guys that were already. That already arrived. There were already Pro Bowl level players in Marpet and Jensen. And so it's you got to put resources in to replace them and more time. And it just sets you back a little bit as as a franchise because of, of that unexpected injury and that unexpected retirement. 
you may want to put some more resources into your picks over at Underdog Fantasy using the promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. Uh, make anywhere from two to five picks. Um, Got to be one player from each team. And uh, you could choose a number of different things, whether it's uh, over under receiving yards or uh, rushing yards, tackles. Because they got some stats for the defensive players or passing touchdowns. Uh, you can win up to 20 times your money with Underdog Fantasy. They got a ton of fun, different games. You can bet on all the sports, too, not just football. Um, so sign up at the app at Underdog Fantasy using the promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy. Uh, let's keep these super chats going. We still yep. got a lot left, and uh, we're going to answer every single one. Thanks to Scotty J for the four ninety nine super chat, who says, "I'm a sixty year old, big, ugly, and I have never seen a culture change so fast from one quarterback to another." I like these captains. Britt earned a C next year. Uh, I don't know if KJ Britt necessarily has. Uh, he's only started a handful of games, uh, and I think has to prove it next year. You yeah. might not even be a captain. You might not even be the starting linebacker right. uh, yep. next season. But to your point about the culture change with Baker coming in, the positive effect that Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. had, not to say that when Brady left, it was like completely ugly, but just right. uh, the, they, the Bucks have the players on offense. Tristan Wirfs has spoken about this. They just have a different relationship with Baker than they did with Tom Brady. And yeah. one is better than the other, but – the one that they had with Baker, I think, was truly, truly special to uh, to those guys this season. Yeah, and and I think too, not a lot of quarterbacks, Matt, could come in and and fill those shoes, right? Yeah, and 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 not feel some pressure. I don't think Baker Mayfield felt any pressure at all replacing Tom Brady. He had the utmost respect for him, but he kind of just shrugged it off and said, "Yeah, I'm the quarterback now, you know, and we're gonna yeah. ride." And that's just yeah. <laughs> that's just kind of how it was. And and I, I think that. That uh, that the ghost of Tom Brady was was vanquished pretty quickly. I, I don't think there's a lot of people that were wishing Tom Brady was still around or whatever. And that's no disrespect yeah. to Tom. It just they just turned the page, and and Baker helped them turn the page quickly, and he played really really well. Yeah, that's a great point. And maybe some of it was just how last season ended. But uh, yeah, no one's like really thinking about Brady too much this year. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Kathy Gillespie for the four ninety nine super chat who says withdrawal is going to suck. Going to need you guys counting on you for the latest and greatest. I'll stay tuned. Thanks for all the hard. Thanks for all of your hard work. Yeah. yeah thank you very much. And we'll continue to have shows that yeah. ain't changing. It's uh, so fun, you know, in the off season uh, to, to do free agency and draft. It's a lot more fun to talk football in January rather than go right into the draft. We're actually going to have our yeah. first mock draft of the year this week on PeterReport.com. So stay tuned for that first seven round bucks mock draft. But um, the offseason, that's kind of what Peter Report's known for, right? I mean, yeah. it's its just as long as football season is. It's just Senior Bowl, Combine, as Matt talked about. We're going to be at both of those events. Free agency will be here before you know it. I think there's going to be a couple coaching changes on the staff as well this year. So there's going to be a lot to talk about this offseason. And the thing is, none of it's really televised, right? I mean, outside of Combine drills and Senior Bowl practices and stuff, but when you want the insight, we have the inside scoop. We have our connections and sources, and and we have a great way to keep you all informed. So make sure you're you're staying tuned to PeterReport.com and, of course, the Peter Report podcast, which will continue four days a week. Yep. Uh, appreciate Tall Florida Guy for this $1.99 Super Chat. Was this Levante David's last game as a buck? I don't think so. I think he's coming back for a year. We'll see. Um, you know, I, 
I, I think Levante played really, really well. I think Tampa Bay is going to continue to re-sign him to one-year deals like they did with Rondé Barber at the end of his career. So um, I don't think Rondé Barber, or, or I should say Rondé Barber, I don't think that, Le, that Levante David is going to be have to, you know, selling his house anytime soon. Um, but if he was going to, if he was going to move, Eric Gross in the Eric Gross group, that'd be the, the person I would call. Why? Because they're the official Realtors of Peter Report also because they're just the best in the business when it comes to helping you buy or sell your house here in the Tampa Bay area across the state of Florida. Or if you're moving into the state or out of the state, they can help on both ends of those transactions. Eric is an avid Peter Report reader and a Tampa native. His dad was stationed here at McDill Air Force Base, so he knows this area like at the back of his hand. They've got a strong team of vendors and a network of over 85,000 agents. That's why the Eric Gross Group can help you turn your dream of buying or selling a home into a reality. Their clients aren't just transactions, they're lifelong friendships. So don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the game. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Eric Gross Group or check out their website, housesinfla.com. That's housesinfla.com or give Eric a call at 513-907-4271. No matter where you are, in your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Make sure to visit housesinfla.com. Uh, thanks to Christopher Oxentine for this $5 super chat, who says, great coverage all season, Peter Report. Detroit was just better today. Yeah, they got a ton of um, Thank you for the kind words and for yep. your uh, consistent contributions. Definitely Amazement agree. 717 with the 499 super chat says, is there anything Baker can improve on next season or is he what he is at this point good question great yeah it's really good um you know the batted balls are going to be there because he's yeah he's vertically challenged there is like some surgery you can do where like it's like (laughs) knee surgery and it makes you taller but i don't think baker's gonna do that nor what i recommend maybe he could trade in his his uh cleats for some kiss boots like the rock band kiss and have his platform (laughs) shoes i don't know uh we kid but uh, I, I think that he's capable of of having those three touchdown games like he had last week without interceptions and, and certainly the game he had up there in Green Bay. I think he can have a couple of more instances of that next year and then maybe reduce one or two of those clunker games. You know, no quarterback's yeah. going to be perfect and go out there and just ball for, for 17 weeks uh, without turnovers and throwing up three or four touchdowns a game. But I think Baker can can crest that 30-touchdown you know, Mark and get maybe 35 or 36 or so and maybe keep that interception number to around 10. I think that's possible, Matt. Yeah, um, a couple of things for sure I think he can improve on. And by the way, like, I know he had the bad turnover at the end, but one of the things going into the season was, will Baker be that turnover machine? He's been right. in the past. He improved on that. He answered that. Yeah. Most of the season, he was great at not giving the ball away. So yeah. that obviously needs to continue. Um his pocket presence, I would love. And I think maybe just being in a year two with this canal system, knowing when to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. Cause again, it's great when he can break tackles and scramble yeah. 15 yards up the field, but that only happens occasionally. Other times he breaks a tackle, then gets sacked by this guy, gets hit by that guy, yeah. like all at once. So a little more awareness in the pocket. Um, I agree. From Baker and some of the timing on his throws. Like even today, we saw a high one to Chris Godwin, just cleaning up some of the throws a little bit. Yep. Um, thanks to Aaron for this 999 super chat who says now with our season end, I would love to see Tyler Biadish of Dallas be signed to succeed Ryan Jensen. 
Same type of enforcer mentalities and an incredible bulldozer in the run game. Depends on the price tag. The Bucks are not going to go out and spend a whole bunch of money uh, for offensive linemen. Uh, they'll draft them. They do a really good job of that. There's a couple of really good centers this year. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson from um, Oregon is one of those guys to keep an eye on. Uh, also, make sure you keep an eye on tomorrow's show as Matt and I will be live at One Buccaneer Place uh, as the Bucks season wraps up with uh, Todd Bowles' final press conference plus uh, the players as they clear out their lockers. So make sure you tune into that at 4 o'clock. And also make sure you're following all of our post-game coverage on pewterreport.com and our social media on X, Facebook, and Instagram at Peter Report, as well as YouTube, Peter Report TV, Buccaneer fans, Peter people. We are at 13,100. You help us meet our goal by the end of the season. We crushed 13,000. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thanks, guys, a ton. Thank you for all your support throughout the season. Again, we're not done. The Buck season is done, but we are not finished. Uh, we have all off-season coverage, a lot of great things showing up. So for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Mater, Thanks, saying thanks so much for watching, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out. Out.